Hello, thank you for joining me on Humanities Radio. I'm Janet Cunningham with the University of Utah College of Humanities, and today I'm speaking with Rebecca Bateman, an honors student currently living in the Humanities House on campus. Rebecca is majoring in philosophy and economics. She is joining me to talk about her experience at the U, her majors, and how she manages work and school. Let's just begin with the first question I ask every single student, why did you choose the U? Okay, um, my story is really boring, by the way, just so you know. Um, Basically, what happened was I was in high school, right, of course, and um, my mom actually went to the U. And so, like, the day before the deadline, she came up to me, and we were living in Washington, by the way, so it it wasn't like the U was on my radar or anything like that. I wasn't really planning on going to school in Utah or anything. And she came up to me um, like the day before the deadline and she said, hey, you need to apply to the U. And so just straight up to please my mom, I I applied. And then I got in and um, I got a scholarship, which was awesome. And when later on, my my father and I were visiting schools and we came to Utah because my grandparents live here and we came to check out the U and BYU, unfortunately, (laughs) which is where he wanted me to go. and we, we checked out the schools in Utah. And when I came to the campus, it was kind of just like, oh, I could see myself being here. And we went to the library, which is lame as heck. But we went to the library and I was like, wow, this is a really nice library. And then I kind of just decided after that that I, that I wanted to come here. It wasn't a super um, fun story, I guess. It was really <laughs> boring. And I was just like, OK, this is good. But and I like I like the idea that the your campus visit yeah actually is what sold you and the library yeah it was it was very much and honestly it's kind of you know I don't know that this was the case at the time but it was kind of illustrative of like the level of like okay like there there are all these books and all this academia and this is a place that has a good physical structural environment and that that is important to me like I went and I went and and visited BYU and it was just a lot older and a lot more um stifling to me just in my personal opinion and so like having having the you have this like nice physical atmosphere being right next to the foothills and all of that it was like oh okay like I could actually see myself living in Salt Lake Salt Lake seems like a cool place and and that's how it kind of kind of went from there. Had you been to Salt Lake before or to the campus before? I hadn't been to the campus. I had been to Salt Lake before. I used to, I actually did used to live in in Utah for a little bit. I lived in St. George and my grandparents live in Farmington. So I'd been to Salt Lake um, before, you know, passing through and a couple of softball tournaments when I was growing up. but I hadn't really spent any any significant time there, and I hadn't been in Salt Lake for a long time, the time that I visited, by the time that I visited the school, if that makes sense. So when you got here as a freshman, mm-hmm. did you know that you were going to major in philosophy and economics, or how did that even, how did those majors come about? Yeah, so I always kind of knew that I wanted to go into law, um, and Unfortunately for me, my school, my high school and my um, middle school and things, I never got to take a philosophy class or an economic class. So that was kind of a bummer. But um, I knew that I wanted to go to law school because that was something that I have always been passionate about. Um, And so I always knew that I kind of really liked economics in particular. Um, Just this idea of like studying how money works and how um, the economy works in relation to the law and things like that. So that was always really interesting to me. Um, and I was thinking about 
good undergraduate majors to go to law school. And um, so economics is where I kind of landed first. I was choosing between economics and accounting, actually. And um, I took my first semester, I took an, an economics class and an accounting class at the same time. And I just said it, decided that economics was way more up my alley. I loved the, the theory of it. Um, and then I was thinking like, okay, you know, what else could prepare me for, um, for law school? And then I came across philosophy, which was way, way up my, my alley, basically right in my wheelhouse. So that's, that's how I chose um, philosophy, just trying to think of, you know, what good things are going to be, or what, what, what majors are going to be good for law school. And um, in particular, I went and talked to the the philosophy advisor and she said, you know, deductive logic, which is a course that you have to take for the philosophy major, um, deductive logic is going to be the single best class to take to prepare for the LSAT. Um, so I was kind of sold after that and, and especially because I already knew that I liked logic and philosophy and things like that. So yeah. And from what I understand, philosophy majors do better on the LSAT than any other major. Yeah, it's they're they're way high up there. That was actually another thing. My dad and I were looking on like highest scoring um, LSAT majors, and there's philosophies right up mm -hmm. there um, in like the very top. Engineering as well, Perfect. and um, also economics. Nice. Yeah. So, how do you think your majors complement each other? Because you're in two very different fields in yeah. two different colleges. How do yeah. they complement each other? Yeah. So this is actually something that people ask me all the time. They're like, well, you're, you're studying economics and philosophy. Like, do they go together? And I say, yes, absolutely. Um, especially because I think philosophy, you know, when you think about it in, in terms of history, philosophy was kind of where it all started. Philosophy and, and theology and turning into science and things like that. Um, but the thing that I really like about philosophy and what helps with every other single thing is just the way that it gets you to think and um, the you know the critical thinking skills and just breaking down um, these arguments that you that you see in philosophy it is so useful to do that and also you know it's very theory based and so is economics especially at the U um, I study a lot of theory and it's the critical skills the the critical thinking skills that I learned from philosophy I use all the time in economics so is there a specific class in philosophy that kind of stands out to you as one of your favorites or maybe the most challenging? Yes. <laughs> it's actually a class that I'm in right now. Um, it is super cool. It's called uh, Feminism and Philosophy of Science, and it's taught by Professor Fagan, Professor Melinda Fagan. Um, she is the best. And just, just the way that... Um, we go about talking about, so basically, I guess the, the, the class itself is talking about how feminist philosophers of science um, have contributed to both philosophy as a field and also, you know, to other areas of, of science. And so we're studying, it's, um, we're studying kind of like the history of it, but, but the f philosophical arguments as well. And just um, Professor Fagan is super good at... <laughs> At, at doing exactly that of like making us see the argument and making sure that we really go to a really deep level thinking about these things. Um, and she is, you know, very detail oriented. And so nothing like, it seems like nothing really gets by her and that's super cool. It's, <laughs> it's really, really cool. 
Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit. So you have worked while you were a student, correct? Yes. And did you work on campus? I didn't work on campus. I actually worked in City Creek. Uh-huh. So how how did you manage your time and responsibilities? So how did you manage getting all of your schoolwork done plus the responsibilities of also having to work? Right. So I've got a I've got a lot of thoughts on this because it was kind of a, a a challenge for sure. It really was, especially because um, I didn't have a car, so I spent a lot of time. Um, relative to how much I was working, I spent a lot of time commuting to City Creek, which doesn't seem like it's that far away, but it ends up being kind of a lot of time. Um, So I think the most important thing for me on the work side of it was really creating boundaries. Um, I oftentimes, when I am going for a job or something like that, I, I often think like, oh man, you know, I have to, I have to really change what I need in order to get this job. And that's not usually really true. Um, And I think employers tend to appreciate it when you're like, okay, this is what I can do. These are the hours that I can work. Um, And I have school. And employers are always really understanding about about the school aspect of it. And so um, that was really important for me to say like, okay, um, this is these are the hours that I can work on these days of the week. And um, as time went on and I realized that, you know, my schedule changed a little bit, then I went back to my employer and I said, okay, my schedule has changed. Um, like, essentially, can I can I work these hours instead? Um, and my employer was really nice about it. And I think, but I think it's really, really important to like set boundaries like that for yourself and and for the expectations of work because you can't be expected to work an inordinate amount of time, essentially. You can't be expected to work that that much um, when when also being a full, full-time student, on their end at least. If you want to, I think that that's perfectly okay, but um, I think it's really important to set those those kinds of time boundaries and like, okay, you know, what do you expect from me as as your employee? And here's what I expect as as my employer from from my employer. And I think that like you're talking about that open communication Mm -hmm. is also key, setting those boundaries, but also making them very clear with your employer. Mm -hmm. So you're both on the same page because, I mean, the communication is going to make the work life so much easier. Yeah. And so what advice would you have for students who are concerned about working while going to school? Right. So I think, um, you know, obviously a lot of times it's really you can't avoid working um, when you're going to school because you need money. And that is that is something that I've definitely uh, definitely felt almost all the time, actually, um, that like there is a need for me to work. Um, and I would say that on, you know, there's certain things that you can do on the the work side of it, but there's also a lot that you can do on the school side of it that is um, really important. And for me, that's, you know, time management. And um, just as how I had to set boundaries with my employer, I also had to set boundaries with myself and be really on top of scheduling and things like that. So what I did actually, and this, I don't know if this will be super helpful to everyone, but what ended up working for me was I went through all of my syllabi. And so say for instance, last semester I was working. I went through all of my syllabi and from week one to week 16, um, I 
basically put down the due dates of, of all the major assignments and things like that. And I had it all in a calendar that I made um, so that I knew, okay, well, on week 12, I'm going to have three midterms. And so I should probably um, adjust my schedule accordingly to prepare for that in, in advance. Um, so that was really important. So I could see like a timeline of like, okay, something's due next week. I'm going to start it now so that I can do it little by little, as opposed to the night before having to look, look at the syllabus and be like, oh, I actually have to spend four hours on this. Um, so that was really important. And then the other thing was, was just um, putting things on a calendar in general. Um, I am a very forgetful, forgetful person. And so if I don't put it on a calendar, then I'll probably forget it. So like I have my calendar for school and I also have calendar for like events and things like that. And, and I find that to be really, really helpful as well. You seem incredibly organized. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> so what I'm hearing from you is a key takeaways if you're going to work as a student mm -hmm. are to set boundaries, mm -hmm. have clear communication, mm -hmm. and be organized. Because I love this idea of making sure like that your schedule is a little more open during right. a finals or midterms right. so you can study. Right. Yeah. So I guess I guess in, in a sense that is organized. But I wouldn't say that I'm an organized person necessarily in that way by nature. It was mm -hmm. something that I very much it was born out of necessity. Right. Um, you kind so, of have to learn. To exactly. Do it. And so it's not something that you have to be discouraged about if you're not that way um, by nature. I think like um, after I started working was when I started being like, oh, I'm really overwhelmed all the time because I'm, I'm, I'm coming up across these assignments that I don't know about. And so that's when that's what prompted me to then create this this calendar so I can look ahead. And um, and yeah, and it's it's also about being prepared as well. Right. Mm -hmm. Last question. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like you're you're headed to law school after you graduate. That's the plan. But where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, geez. I don't know, <laughs> which is, <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I think it is a good thing. Like I, I got to my undergrad, I was like, okay, I'm majoring in philosophy and I'm majoring in economics and I know I wanna go to law school, that's good enough for me for now. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I, you know, I have ideas of, of what I might wanna practice in law and also, I think it's important for me not to be beholden to this idea that I have to go to law school. Like I, I want to, and I definitely have been planning on it and it, it opens up a lot of doors, but I'm also open to the idea that if something better comes along or if something that fits me more comes along or my life changes, that I can go do that too. And I think that my majors have, um, especially like philosophy, it's very versatile in that, in that way, um, that there, there are a lot of grad programs that it would, it would help with. Um, but yeah, so I don't really know. I mean, hopefully working in law. <laughs> that's, that's well, I think plan. it's good to be flexible and yeah. also good to have some sort of direction. So I think that's yeah. very smart of you. Thank you. <laughs> that was Rebecca Bateman, a dual major in philosophy and economics. For more information about the College of Humanities, please visit humanities.utah.edu.